you'll get everything that you're kind of looking for from a student experience. I think you'll meet people, you'll meet your friends who you'll probably remain friends like me for 30 plus years. You'll have a chance to compete at a level that is well above what you probably have seen, you know, in your high schools. Um, I think from an education standpoint, they, they give you such an ability to follow what it is you want to be passionate about. Mine was biology, there's a lot of criminal justice, accounting, whatever, you know, you have going there. I think from a parental's perspective, you know, Westcon fits really well. It's a beautiful campus up in the hill and then the midtown. So, you know, for me, a kid out on Long Island, it was really just a perfect fit. Welcome, everybody. Westcon Football Podcast. Bart Pasterna, the legendary Coach Joe Loth, Pooch Behind the Glass. And we are here to bring you one of the finest individuals to ever be associated with Westcon Football. Des Cabrera will be coming up, Coach Loth. Yeah, excited uh, to talk to Des. Des is one of those guys, great guy, really good player at Western Connecticut, but also a huge friend of the program. Uh, in time, if, literally, if he lived closer, he'd be the president of the football club. If we had a football club here, <laughs> uh, he'd be the president. He's that involved in it, that, and Westcott football means that much to him. Yep, and uh, just a great guy, marvelous family man. So we'll get to meet him. For those who haven't had the great opportunity to do so, a little bit later on, we want to recap a little bit what's been going on with the Wolves. A uh, couple of games, tough stretch for yeah, the squad. We Tell you, we've struggled, especially giving up big plays. Uh, you know, we've we, we've dug ourselves a huge hole against Bridgewater, obviously. Uh, and then same thing as UMass Dartmouth. UMass Dartmouth last week were down 14 nothing, two drives in, rally back, make it 14-14, and then have the, the ball to go up 21-14 and can't can't deliver. And we've definitely got to shore some things up. Uh, not playing well, and uh, but there's still a lot of the season left. We get you know, and once again, all we're doing is working to get things figured out right now. Well, we will be looking at what's coming up for the Wolves when we finish our chat with one Des Cabrera. Coach Joe Loth, Pooch Behind a Glass, Bart Pasterna here with you. Stick around. More Westcon Football Podcast on the way. Podcast is brought to you by Tactical Construction Services, LLC. It's a local business, veteran-owned and operated, that has been in business since 2005. Over 15 years of experience. They specialize in all your home improvement, exterior needs, and guarantee you a job well done. All the way from roofing and siding to windows, they're your guys. They strive to exceed the homeowner's expectations each and every time to get the job done the way you want it. They work in a timely fashion and always pay attention to detail, proudly serving Danbury and the surrounding areas. They're claim specialists. They provide free estimates. Call them today. The phone number, 203-460-2400. That's 203 203- 460-2400. You can email them, info at tacticalconstructionsvcs.com. That's info at tacticalconstructionsvcs.com. Or stop by their local offices, cross from Stoon Leonard's, right on Federal Road. Welcome back, Westcon Football Podcast, the the Wolves are pleased to recognize in the house with Bart Pasterna, Joe Loth, 
and the pooch behind the glass, the legendary Desmond Cabrera. Des, how you doing, kid? I'm doing great, guys. Thank you so much for having me today. I I will admit that hearing the wolves is still new, but I absolutely love it. So it's it's a good uh, nickname. So so I'm excited to be here. Well, we need you to be one of the the point people to uh, to sell and have recognized absolutely. wolves. And uh, you know, we're not going to go through all the back stuff on it. Bottom sure. line is, Westcon Wolves, Des Cabrera, you are out at the forefront telling people that's the way it is. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I absolutely will push it as much as I can. I, I always work some of those little uh, posts and Facebook kind of groups just to kind of keep the guys involved that have come before uh, the current teams, you know, and continue to grow that. So important at this level as well. I mean, it's important to have, and Coach Loth has pointed this out time and time again, it's important sure. at every level of football yeah. to to have those those people at the, the forefront because eh, people can drift away but uh you have been one of the people who's made sure you galvanize the forces you you bring that true blue out at various events you make Mm. your presence known and it's it's much appreciated right coach without a question if you look at desmond since i've been hired here uh you know i've had a handful of alumni that have been kind of the anchor of our alumni association and if Des lived in this state, we, he'd be the president of our Colonial Blue Army. <laughs> I don't know if that's what it can be called anymore. But we'd be meeting once a month, and we'd have a committee and all that stuff. But he, it's but he's trying to do as much as he can. He's, he's one of our biggest supporters from North Carolina. Yep. Uh, West Coast football means a ton to him. And uh, obviously, uh, we appreciate everything he's done uh, in a lot you of know, ways. I, I, I can't thank you guys enough, and, and you're absolutely right, Coach. It's it's what Westcon did for me as a young kid coming, you know, from Long Island and, and giving me that structure that I use every day. And, you know, I try to instill in my kids and especially my son, who's, you know, 15 and starting to look at things at the college realm. So absolutely love giving back and, and hearing the new stories and the old stories. I think one of the, one of the coolest things was the 50th that we did where I got to meet a lot of the guys from the eighties and seventies and sixties, you know, as far back as it went. Cause you know, the ironic thing or the funny thing about it all is, we all have the same type of stories that we all go back to. And I, I think that's the, one of the best parts about football and, and the club that you belong in. And they're most always about the coaches, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think each of you, there's always a funny story for each of you. And there's there's great stories. I think, you know, when you, when you don't coach and, and I look at it from, you know, how my early mentors, you know, Jim Salgado, who, who brought me to West Con, he, he, he was the first one yourself as the D coordinator and, you know, John Servino, you know, um, Bob Charest, those guys, they all had a piece of how it eventually molded me into a player and then into a man. And, and I can never be thankful enough for that because it, it, you do need good men in your life to kind of get to where you want to be as an adult. Yeah. And that's, that's where you hope football is that, that added piece mm-hmm. to the college experience, right? Just kind of, uh, it, and it's, I mean, Westcon, yeah, it was such a great experience. You know, I smile and laugh about it when I, when I think about it, you know, I, I have a bunch of different like text groups that we go back and forth with. And the primary one is Dave Corson and Giovanni Gagliardi gags, you know, us three go back and forth all day. And and as soon as that calendar kind of goes to August one, the stories start coming out or the, the, the heat. And you start thinking about those camps that freshman year camp was, I think, it, I think Dave and I were just talking the other day. It was like 30 days. It felt like 100. Yeah, yeah we get like two and a half weeks now. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I, I try to explain it to my son too. I'm like, no, imagine seven to basically seven every day and, and it's in pads in the heat. So don't complain about the, the soccer you're playing right now. <laughs> Talk a little bit about the experience of your sure. your journey from being, you know, sure. Long Island guy to, to coming to West Guy. Yeah. What what the the process was. Look, every kid, whether he's playing uh, Pop Warner football, high school football, uh, even if they're like, well, I'm just doing this for whatever, in the back of their head, they're saying, you know, if something clicks, yeah, if something yeah. clicks. So what was what was the, the high school experience and then making that decision to end up yeah. at Westcon? No, no, it's a, it's a, it's a great question. Um, I actually reflect on it a lot because obviously I try to have that conversation, but so I grew up in uh, Elmont, New York, in Long Island, where I went to Swanica High School, and it's the home of Vinny Testaverde. So he was the big deal in the, in the mid-'80s, played for the Hurricanes, obviously won the Heisman. Um, I, you know, at 45, or when you look back, everybody's a D1 prospect. I think, you know, when you're talking to people who don't really know the college system, like, oh, did you get recruited in football? Yeah, yeah, I was going D1, but, you know, I went here or there for whatever reason. But for me, I went through probably 10th or 11th grade, and I was in 11th grade. And I had a decent season. Um, we had a blue chip player, Lloyd Harrison, who he went to NC State. And actually, I'm really good friends with him. The kids are the same age even today. Played in the league. He was the second pick in the third round. So he he was he was a player. And my junior year, when the college coaches started coming, it was uh, Mike O'Kane, I think, for NC State, where he wound up going. It was Mac Brown. Um, we're all in the knee. And the coach, my coach goes, it was a terrible practice. And he's like, I don't think any of you realize none of you are playing college football except for one. So he goes, did any of you think you're playing college football? And I raised my hand and he looks at me and he goes, Cabrera, you're not playing college football. I was like, all right, well, I'll concentrate <laughs> on the books. You know, I, I didn't really get many awards. I was still trying to understand the sport. I moved from outside linebacker to middle linebacker. We went from a 4-4 to a 4-3 for my senior year. And I think the move to the 4-3 put me in a more traditional middle linebacker position for my size and what I do, you know, basically almost 5'10", you know, 205 pounds in high school, definitely not that now. Um, and I felt more comfortable in the middle and my senior year in high school, you know, it was the all county, it was leading in tackles. Lloyd was against Amos Zerway, so and he was heading to NC State and then the colleges started calling, you know, and um, Westcon, Jim Salgado, who's a local product from our one of our rivals, New Hyde Park. Um, he played there and he knew my coach. They uh, were very good friends. And, and I had been talking to Southern Connecticut at the time, Wagner, CW Post, and Stony Brook. Those were kind of the level colleges that I that were interested in me. And um, he was such a great personality and he was honest about what they were thinking for me. And he went to the uh, all-county all-star game where I played in and, and he was there watching it and had great conversations. At that moment, I realized I had a shot to play in college and I, because the colleges were interested and, and I had a good, you know, a good senior year. So I was like, OK, you know, talk to my parents. Um, the interesting about college at my house was I was the oldest. So I would have been the first one. And my, my dad is from Ecuador. My mom is from Queens, one of seven, no, really no college education. So for me, it was a generational thing to get to college. Um, but I also understood some of the dynamics of what it's going to cost. Westcon made it so that I could go away from home financially with made great incentives and it just worked. So besides that, when I went to the visit in January, 
absolutely loved it. You know, the O'Neill Center was great and um, they, it was brand new, I think, at the time. The field in Midtown was in year one of the turf, you know, so everything just clicked. And I, and I actually met Dave Corson on my recruitment visit. Um, we were in the same thing. And so we were 17 when we met and we're still, you know, 45. And I think he's like 48. He's a little older than me. Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, we became best friends at that point. Well, it also shows how important it is in the recruiting process when you have somebody who focuses in on a talent. And, yeah. and not only is he focusing in on a talent, but he's an honest guy who's working for you. Boy, is that a plus. Yeah, Coach Salgado, I still talk to him and catch up with him. I think, you know, Social media has its faults, but some of the greatest things about it is the connections as we got older. Jim Coach was, he just, he connected with me. Like he, he the fact that he's like, hey, I was, he came out to me after the game and he's like, that's saw you play. You had like six tackles. He already knew the stats before. And then, um, you know, would call me. You know, I think it was like once a week at that point, they were only able to. So it, it was a real great connection. You know, the other school that I really looked at was, um, was Stony Brook. And, and I remember the conversation with them when I told their coach, I said, look, I'm, I'm going to go to Westcon. And, and, and it was really funny because Westcon and Stony Brook played each other. And I remember he said to me, they're one in nine. You're really not going to a good program. You're, you're better off here at Stony Brook where you know you're going to play. You'll be on TV. And what was ironic is my freshman year, we went down to Stony Brook and we played them, and I know it was like Tommy Del Vecchio, Shea Bowman, they were all down there at the same time too. So it was it was, it was uh, Dan Rowe, you know, I think he was a Long Island kid that was right around there. So it was nice to be down there, and I think we beat them actually as well. Well, I have to say one last thing. So you get here, mm-hmm. and and then it's it's Serino time, <laughs> mm-hmm. and and we have to on this podcast. There almost every episode, uh, you know. <laughs> If there's a connection, there has to be the well, well, Servino move. Here's the big, here's the bigger connection. Coach Servino was Des's he, position coach too. Mm-hmm. He coached him individually. <laughs> Which really, when I look back at it, I, I'm not really quite sure how I got through the four years. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, look, Coach Servino will sell you on anything. And and the year that I was going, it was the year that you guys came back from Europe. You went out there, so the big sell. One of the selling points is. The facilities were growing. We went to Europe to play German teams. We're going to go again, which we never did. <laughs> you know, Coach Sabino is a seller. Um, the thing about him that was interesting, though, is is the the positional meetings. You know, you would you would have like Wednesdays would be the Mike linebackers, and then I think or Tuesdays, and then Wednesday the Rovers would come in. So Anthony Constantine, Rob Pode, myself, uh, Bruce Leon, my freshman year. So you know, and, and and you really get to see how he is. He has he's unique, man. But he, but you know, you you kind of you learn from him for good or for bad. You know, you learn about how to how to become a better person through the good or the negatives. And one of the best stories of him. I don't know if anybody's told this one on the podcast was the field goal post. Have you heard? I don't think they've told that, but I, I've heard the story. So just a reflection of coach Savino, it was the end of practice and the rugby team had left the field goal posts in the field. So in front of the um, end zone, and we were trying to go into OD, uh, you know, last group and they were, and they were, uh, and he was mad at something. So 
he asked the lineman to move the field goal post. The field goal post, they lifted it up, and I don't know who was actually lifting it up, but it started shaking. And all of a sudden, they were losing control, and it started falling. Now, everybody else runs. he's going to get you later right so this all happens um he comes back the next day with this giant bruise on his legs and 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 it'll be proper he's like i'm the toughest sob out there you guys can't handle me so (laughs) it was crazy it was one of the funniest stories I, i think you know that's the funny moment. But he, I mean, the type of person he was, you know, he, Dave was telling me this the other day and I forgot about it till he reminded me. We would be coming home. I don't know what team we played. He shut the air conditioner off on the bus and then he got dropped off at his exit and went out and went home. And we had to travel the, from like Southbury to Danbury because we lost and it was a bad loss. I mean, we probably deserved it, to be honest. So, you know, you always had to live to his expectation. I think that was the biggest thing, for good or bad. But you got to be part of turning the beat around here. Yeah, yeah, no. He he was fundamentally, you know, on defense, he was a really good, solid, uh, he knew what he wanted to do, and, and he had expectations for me. Um, and, you know, he was honest about that from my sophomore year through my senior year of what his expectation was. Um, some I didn't really understand until my junior year, and then, you know, but obviously by my senior year, that year kind of clicked. And then Des is on the all-time tackle leaderboard here at Western Connecticut, so obviously had a, an outstanding career here. Yes, and there are no debates about that. It's actually a funny story. So Coach Loth had sent out, you know, we were really trying to show the, the, the years of the stats and, and kind of from a career perspective. And um, I noticed I wasn't on the top five, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, wait a second. So I had to send Coach Loth a picture of the Danbury News Times because my senior year, I was an All-American, All-Conference, you know, had a bunch of awards. And I'm like, look, look, it's 126, 126. So they had to correct the stats, and it propelled me from out to four. So I was happy about it. Yes. Yeah, yeah number five was not happy. <laughs> number five was not happy. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, I, I've heard, and you, Coach Loth, you have said this, that your players nowadays are just like, you know, they look at those defensive kind of tackles and are like, how is that even possible? And, and it is a different defensive scheme, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just a different game. Yeah, no question. You know, the thing I've done with our record boards, I put them right on our exit out of the office. Literally, you walk out of our office, you can see all of our personal records from career touchdowns, tackles, sacks, field goals. Part of it is just so our guys learn the history of Western Connecticut football. You know, obviously, we want them to aspire to be on the all-time boards, but also to kind of see the history and see the names and stuff. So it's 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 been a good thing for us to have it right there. And speaking of history, you mentioned teammates you are still quite friendly with and in contact with, and you're in contact with so many because of uh, social media and, and wanting to keep people involved and invested in, uh, sure. in Westcon football. But let's talk about some of the guys that you – got to play with over the years yeah some of their names are on the boards some of them are behind those names who got on the on the boards and and helped to make them better players talk about some of those guys you got to work with special guys and like you who have transferred from being a student athlete to to being a contributor beyond 
No, that's a great question. And, and, you know, I'll probably start from my early years as a freshman, you know, some of the guys that I, I love to death is Mo McCray, Adler LaFontaine, who were both defensive backs. They would come into, they would come into camp, you know, prime time and, uh, Showtime. They would nickname themselves during camp, but they were legit cornerbacks. You know, you had AC Anthony Constantine as a strong safety. He was a junior at the time. Um, I loved playing next to him because he was a rover. And, you know, he had that killer mentality of a middle linebacker with just a little bit more speed and coverage ability. So that, you know, obviously playing the secondary. Um, I, I think I was my sophomore year was probably the most talented year that I, that I was part of. And that was the D line. It was, you know, Kevin Reed, who is always mentioned with people in my kind of era, because he was just, he was a physical specimen and, and you're just like, you know, he can play. And then you had, you know, Dan Rowe and, and Shea Bowman in the middle in the D tackle positions. And then on the right end was uh, Jason Mosley, who was another one, you know, so there, there was cool. And then, you know, linebacking core was me, Dave Corson, and then uh, Nelson Bowden, who was another upperclassman who, you know, uh, passed away, but had a lot of influence on, you know, how to survive John Servino. So it's interesting. Yeah, you mentioned, you mentioned Constantine, and I can always remember Servino saying, Bart Pasterna, shut out the lights. You see laser beams coming out of his eyes. Laser <laughs> beams. And, yeah. ooh, God. Uh, they, they, you, I mean, you're talking about guys who are uh, just such good, good guys. Even yeah. I mean, they, they don't get me wrong. Some of them knew how to have fun. It's, it's all part of the college experience. We know that. Yep. But at the same yep. time, uh, could deliver the goods. And you know, a coaching staff, including Coach Loth and all those other guys, it takes – it does take the whole village in this case to see the potential in those individuals, what they mm-hmm. can do. And and again, I go back to the point, as much of a salesman as Coach Servino was, okay, the bottom line is he, he wasn't going to sit there and shine your shoes about potential and what he saw at the core yeah. of those particular people who who could contribute. You know, and Coach Loth is the same way. Wisconsin's kind of had a tradition in having those kind of guys in place so that you guys can succeed at multiple levels. No, you're, you're absolutely right. And Coach Loth specifically, you know, was there my freshman year. I can't remember if it was my – I think you left either my freshman year or my sophomore year. I don't remember. But, you know, you knew right away that Coach Loth knew – how to manage a football team. I, I think early on you understood that he was going places and and um I had a unique story with him based on what Coach Savino did to me my sophomore year. He uh so Bruce Leon had graduated. He was their preseason All-American the year before and a senior and, and had a great career. And then um the the other freshman who was a middle linebacker transferred out. So I was really the only returning middle linebacker coming back. And then they transferred Gagliardi to middle linebacker for the summer camp. And then um, Jason McKernan, who was off my freshman year, came back. So there's three middle linebackers vying for work. So you know how it is the first day of hitting your, that you sit and stretching and you have one, two, and three, right? And I'm sitting at one because basically I was the last one from the year before. So I was, I was the starter. And we were in two days of hitting camp and we got through the morning session by 1 PM. I was third. And I'm like, I, I mean, we really, we ran one group of hitting and I'm like, okay, 
and we're walking back. And, and this is where Coach Loth, you know, to this day, I repeat the story because it's it's so important for failure. He says to me, he goes, he's testing you. He goes, you know, you got to keep grinding, keep working. He goes, but that's a test for you. He goes, he wants to see how you react towards it. So you have two things about that. You have Coach Savino, who is more of the, I don't want to say narcissist, the dictator and say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to see how I can play his emotions here. But then you have Coach Loth, who is more of, I'm going to give you the realistic, you know, and, and the mentorship that you need right now, because there's, there's the, there's the, the move. And then there's, what do you do about the move? So I always appreciated that moment, movement moment, because coach, that conversation and, and coach, look, I can tell you where it occurred. It occurred <laughs> as soon as you walked out of the old locker rooms, right by the trailers and the heat on the way to walking the camp. And, you know, that stuck with me for what, 25 years ago. That's interesting. Cause obviously I don't remember that conversation, <laughs> 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 but, but that's coaching, right? You never know, you yeah. know, but it's life in general. It's just not coaching. Sometimes you never know how you influence anybody in this world and uh, kind of what, and that's obviously something that, that, that was an important moment for you. And I just probably just saying what I thought, yeah. you know what I mean? Well, and, and yeah, the other yeah. thing I'm thinking is that you'd probably seen that happen before. You've probably seen the Servino test before coach. Locke. Yeah, there was definitely a, uh, I don't want to say good cop, bad cop thing, but with all the coaches, obviously there's a lot of fires to put out. Coach Rubino had his method. Like he had, obviously he, he uh, turned a program around, had a tremendous amount of success, but a lot of that success was, you know, him setting the, uh, you know, I don't know, being who he is. And then the coaches uh, kind of making everything right behind him a little bit sometimes. Yeah. It's, it's a good thing. Hey, you know, before I wanted to get in because Des is doing Great stuff. It has been since leaving the uh, the Westcon football program. Uh, highlights for you. It, sure. We always like to start off with game that sticks out for Des Cabrera. There's so many. Um, the first game that sticks out to me, the first impression of college football was the first game my freshman year against Keene at halftime where Servino goes running into the divider and is pissed off and and the whole entire team starts running into the divider at full force and at that moment i thought wow this is a whole new level later at king's point there was a i think it was still my freshman year servino and the head coach got into a brawl a fight where (laughs) the entire teams had then moved out to the middle of the field and no one was suspended it was more of like you know a typical kind of baseball brawl but but yeah he's he it was initiated by the coaches it was a big thing (laughs) Um, those are the two unique freshman year experiences that told me that I was at a different level. And, and, and I, and you know, I, I think this is really important too. people talking about, you know, division one and division three. Um, I, I truly feel division three is, is, is the commitment is the same as any division one, any division two from like what you have to manage as a student. So that was a big thing. And, and the players are better, you know, so that was, that was interesting. Um, probably. The games at Coast Guard were always good for me. I, I enjoyed going down to Groton and seeing their stadiums. Um, and, you know, we won a couple great games down there. It was fun. Kings Point was always big-time wins for us because they were kind of a rival. Um, sadly, the Plymouth State games, um, not like the 2000 team, you know, we didn't get it done. We were close my senior year, my junior year. But, you know, those were the big schools that I that I remember. And then Springfield. Oh, Springfield. <laughs> I try to forget Springfield because you got to remember. So the center for Springfield is John Cena. Yeah. I went on there, and John doesn't look like John now. He was, you know, 
probably, you know, they run that option where it's a lot, a lot faster and they come out and they cut you left and right, left and right. So for the whole week going up to it, you're, you're preparing to get yourself cut. But I mean, and then they had a fullback that might've been like six, one, two sixty. He was the converted tight end. And, and I mean, he, he called me a bunch of times. So I try to forget that game a lot, but uh, it's still, you know, it's still good. Well, there is still some stories. Stories we'll save for another day about <laughs> what or may not have, what or may have happened to, uh, John Cena during the course <laughs> yeah. of that. Yeah. I think you know what I'm referring to. Uh, but yeah. anyway, <laughs> it, now I we, we got to get to what Des has been doing today because the sure. right there, you know, in the in the yearbooks and the encyclopedias uh, online, you want to use and, and show this gentleman as a great example of student athlete. Westcon, uh, Des, you, you've done a lot of super solid things. I know you're out of state in the Carolinas, enjoying the good all year round weather and all that stuff. But avoided the taxes. There was the taxes. <laughs> <laughs> but but tell us what has has transpired since those days. Sure. So you know, I graduated from Westcon. I had the opportunity uh, via Coach Savino to go play in um, Italy. Um, you know, like a couple of the guys I've seen are actually being really successful out there. And because my father was Ecuadorian, I was going, you know, th- there's a whole passport thing, which was helpful for me. And, uh, but I didn't go because what I spoke about earlier, you know, first generation, I, I, um, I stayed and I graduated and I was a biology major. Um, prior to college, I thought I was going to go to medical school. Those dreams were quickly dashed after my first semester. Um, so I had to kind of figure out what I was doing with life. And I decided that, you know, biology was something I did have a passion for. So I finished with a biology degree and then I got into um, the industry and, and basically was doing bench work, lab work, where we were doing really the start of DNA sequencing and things of that nature. You know, and so I always stayed in the biology forum. Um, but for the last 20 years, 15 years, I've, I've been in clinical research. And, and I work for a company, Lucent, which is based down in here in North Carolina. They have offices in uh, Boston as well. And I primarily work in oncology. So cell and gene therapies are the new kind of science fiction of therapy for uh, people with any kind of cancer, you know, mostly in the the blood cancers, and, and then they have the solid tumor cancers. And, you know, we work with the pharmaceutical companies and the researchers to bring those drugs to market. So um, it's a really important sector. Um, I've been pretty successful in it. So I, I kind of lead the operational component for our cell and gene portfolio. Um, Dr. Dai, who was my biology teacher at Westcon, and he was a Fordham guy who who I used to love spending some time with him because Fordham was a school that I thought about when I was younger. He would always ask me about how I'm doing playing football, how I'm balancing the bio, because he understood how rigorous it was going to be. And um, so it was great. Westcon was a perfect place for me to kind of springboard into the professional world with that. Yeah, I loved Dr. Die, Fordham guy. As a former Fordham Ram myself, you know. Oh, are you? I did not know that. That's yes. Awesome. So, uh, yeah. Always, always love Dr. Dye. And so important uh, this work is because, uh, you know, it, there are many people out there who don't have the, the, the opportunity to, uh, to get access to proper treatment. So when companies such as yours, when, when folks you're involved in, when the research people are there mm-hmm. doing their best to make things more accessible, 
for yeah. for individuals. We're all going to benefit from it. A lot of people like to go, you know, and just talk about uh, dinero there, yeah. uh, Des. But uh, but you guys and your group and your company have been uh, working very very hard to make things more accessible, easier for our our frontline people, doctors, nurses, specialists, et cetera. And so big tip of the cap. Uh, thank you. You know, I, I think, and back at you for what I learned in football at WestCon is is what I use in every day. You know, it's team-oriented. It's team-focused. It's about, you know, getting a bunch of different people to believe in the same mindset. And, and I think the researchers who discover these therapies – to eventually, when the doctors that are prescribing them and giving them to the to to patients, it's it is a it's a great place to be in, and, and I've enjoyed it thoroughly. Best thing about Des, though, Coach Loth, great family guy. No period. question. No question. Period. Well, you can see it on yeah. Fa- yeah, you can see it on Facebook, right? He's got obviously he's got some great great kids, great wife, but also a great alumni too. Like I said, you can mm-hmm. see him with his teammates and you know reaching out to me and all that stuff. That's the stuff that uh, you know. Yeah, doing great uh, Dave, you know, it's, it's funny, David Corson and I, so I, I don't know if you saw the pictures, we went to, so we both ride road bikes, and we did Bo Jackson's uh, charity ride out of Auburn, and it was 60 miles, and, you know, Dave and I are out there, uh, Drove he drove from Florida, I drove from Carolina, met in it basically outside of Georgia, and it was really funny because, you know, obviously we, we shared a hotel room and it was almost like we were back in camp again because he's got the one bed, you know, the two different beds. And uh, you're watching, we're watching the same thing, ESPN. I mean, it's like, it's 30 years later, he's still doing the same thing. But uh, we, we enjoyed it. Bo Jackson is as big as you think he is. Desmond Howard's another one that, that he loves biking. So it was really good. And, and anytime I go to Florida or Coach Salgado, you know, we, I, I do try to meet up with guys who live in different states or even at the home state because, you know, you, you don't have a lot of time to connect with them live. So it's great to do that. Um, so I love it. And my wife, she went, she's a Wake Forest grad. So, you know, we're down here in ACC company, uh, uh, country. And it's always interesting because she's learned, especially with my son, Chase, who's, um, he's a good soccer player. He, you know, he's probably more, he, he's more athletic than I was. Uh, he's a different type of athletic, but, you know, he possibly has a shot. And I've been, you know, explaining to him, what it could take, what the requirements would be, things like that. And her being from a division one school, you know, she's learning and realizing that, you know, maybe he has a shot. So it's been great. And you're absolutely right. I I love being a dad. I love being a husband. So it's been fun. Did did they recruit 15 year olds when you were a kid, Des? <laughs> Not me, but I, I, I think some <laughs> of the football players. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the, some of the guys, you know, they, they get scholarships and now with NIL, uh, yeah. you know, who knows? I mean, is is that a thing for you? No, no, like, no. Is it starting it's, it's, to hit it's not even really a, a thing for really, except for the big, what I know, the big division one schools. Like I know I have some buddies that are coaching at mid majors. I got a buddy that lost four of their five O linemen starting O linemen in the off season to NILs to the bigger schools. And, and a safety mm-hmm. to a big school that was paying them a bunch of money. So I think it's really affecting the the biggest schools out there. And the ones in the middle are the ones that are really getting caught. Like yeah. we're not losing guys to bigger schools, to NILs, but like the, the, the mid-majors are. Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah, it, it definitely shifted the dynamic of, of what the sport's going to. Um, and I'm always curious, like, how it impacts and trickles down, you know. I mean, but you guys have such a great setup right now. I mean, that stadium, the WAC, is beautiful. Um, I, I, you know, we, it's, it's we need some more pebbles, though, Des. Need some more turf <laughs> pebbles. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I, I, I tell you you what. got anybody? Got anybody in the Carolinas with some turf pebbles? 
<laughs> with turf pebbles, yeah, I, I get I get to find some people. Yeah, our yeah, our field's got a little long in the tooth right now, and we've had it for eight years, so we're looking for some oh, neighbors to put a new, yeah, new yeah. field down for well, us. I, I, I joked with Coach Loth, you know, so <laughs> we were going through the alumni, you know, the last giving day, and and you know, we all try to give what we can. It's not a matter of money, but uh, Tommy Del Vecchio, he 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 went up, he went up my donation by a dollar because I always end I always end my donations with like fifty one for my number, and you can see it in the back. It's like they'll be like. You know, whatever it is, 51. And so I was the high during the day. And then he puts it in 01 because, I, you know, that was his particular number. But I joked with Coach Loft. I said, you just wait, Coach Loft. So eventually I get to C-suite. If I get to C-suite, we're talking, you know, then maybe one day I get, I'll get a name on that field. Yeah, <laughs> I'll no give question. you some new terms. There's nothing I like better than when our players compete when we give our <laughs> fundraising stuff. <laughs> Tom Gilly was in there too. Tom Gilly, who's one of my favorite players as well. I mean, you know, I talked about the defense a ton. The offense had some great players. I used to love uh, Tom Feely was hard to go against. Um, Fritz was always hard. You know, he was just a big guy that, that you had to get around. He played offensive tackle. Um, and then, you know, the Eric Barabo, when I was young, the, the running back, he, he, you know, he was a load. And, we didn't have to hit him in practice, but, you know, he, he was fast and quick and, you know, you, you had to be careful with him. So a lot of great players on the offensive side of the board, well, uh, board too. Yeah, Barabo was a mech truck. Yeah, he was a good player. <laughs> he was... Yeah. <laughs> you know, American you made, to, built to last, yeah, incredible. Yeah. And, you know, and it's and it's funny. I talk about the older guys, and then you you know you run into the younger guys as you get, as you get become an old man, and kids like Pete Sanginetti who were safeties. He was he he wound up being legit. I mean, he was a Long Island kid who really took it on, and I heard was pretty good by the time he was all said and done. Well, before we we run away, um, sure. I, you're such a uh, a positive force. Des, and you always have been. I mean, even I'm sure you had your moments of doubts. We, you know, in the in the a media lot. and the fans don't get to see that. Coaches, whatever, got to see that. You never put that out there. And and you're such a positive guy. What's what's the message for kids from you who may be contemplating Wisconsin parents out there who may be looking at Westcon for a student athlete experience uh, for for their kid. I, that's a great question, and and I mean, my answer could probably be twenty minutes of why Westcon's ideal. I think if you're a high school kid who is in Westcon sites, I don't think there's a university that you'll get everything that you're kind of looking for from a student experience. I think you'll meet people, you'll meet your friends, who you'll probably remain friends like me for thirty plus years. You'll have a chance to compete at a level that is well above what you probably have seen, you know, in your high schools. Um, I think from an education standpoint, they they give you such an ability to follow what it is you want to be passionate about. Mine was biology, is a lot of criminal justice, accounting, whatever you know you have going there. I think from a parental's perspective, you know, Westcon fits really well. It's a beautiful campus up in the hill and then the midtown. So, you know, for me, a kid out on Long Island, it was really just a perfect fit in that regard. And and I would always recommend it. I actually I I send Westcon soccer tweets to my son. I'm like, just in case if like things go differently and you're a D three kid that's going to go play soccer, you want to go to Westcon. Yeah, I have no problem with that. You know, I think it'd be great for him because I think what I got out of it is is not even measurable because you know every day I wake up, I I, I sometimes not even sure if I did things right or I just got absolutely lucky. Oh, I, I think you did things right, Des. 
I, I, you know, I, I loved, you know, you, you're one of the best legendary guys to kind of work with. And then I remember Jim Stout way back when, when he was the beat reporter and, and, you know, he would come running through and looking for you and stuff. So I, Westcon, and that's the other thing. Westcon has a really good base, you know, the, the guys the old and new, the community supports it. You know, I hope they continue to support it a little bit. Well, with guys like you can't, can't lose, but keep on spreading the word Des. Yeah, no, absolutely. Down here, I, I, you know, it's funny, Coach Loth, you have a kid. I played with his dad in high school. Vernon Brown is his dad. I can't remember the kid, his son's name, but um, he reached out to me through another friend and said, I think uh, Vernon's son's going to Westcon, and I think he's a safety or a cornerback for you. Yeah, we got like 44 Long Island guys, so I'm, I'm assuming Good. it's one of those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Good job. Good job. So, yeah, we're, we're thinking of annexing the island. Yeah. Look, we can talk about how great the island is at football at every level. I mean, you know, let's be fair. <laughs> the the golden years and the and the years right now are when you have a good pipeline from Long Island, and I, I guess Jersey will count them a little bit. But yeah, you know, good players out there. Yep. Well, I want to wish you the the absolute best. We always love to see you you up here, you know, making a visit, talking uh, yeah. to the guys. If you ever get that opportunity, it's. Yeah. It's, I'm trying to, I'm trying to come up for homecoming. Actually. I'm, I'm just trying to schedule it all out and figure out what I'm doing. Well, we, we hope it can transpire either way. Want to wish the absolute best to you and your family. Thank you for your continued good work and for, for representing the Lothman and others so well. Yeah. I appreciate it. Uh, does. Uh, thank you guys for just having me today. I really do appreciate it. Thanks so much. Yep. Have a great day. Appreciate all the support. Be good, guys. Yep. Thanks, Des. Folks, today's podcast sponsored by Vision Designs. Vision Designs, a full-service screen printing, embroidery, signage, and promotional company offering their services to the tri-state and New England regions. Since 2003, they've had the reputation as an industry leader in all their fields of operations. Vision Designs, proud sponsor of Westcon Football and the entire program, my friends. You can contact them through their website, visiondesignsct.com, visiondesignsct.com, or you can call their main number, 203-778-9898, 203-778-9898. It was great to be able to hook up with Des Cabrera such a, a wonderful individual, a great family guy, as we mentioned before, and a proud supporter of this Wolves football program. So it's good to, to hook up with guys who can deliver the message about what WestCon can do for them. Not a question. And, and Des is very proud of being a WestCon grad. And, uh, you know, he's got a great job, great family. And uh, once again, just a huge support of our program. And, and I love being friends with Des and uh, appreciate everything he's done for us. Well, let's talk a little bit before we run away on the Westcon Football Podcast. What's coming up for these Wolves this week? Looking to rebound, a little tweak here, a little tweak there, Coach Loth. Yeah, we, you know, we're at Plymouth State. Uh, it's actually a long bus ride. We usually get a hotel up there, but uh, no hotels because of foliage season. We tried for three months to get hotels. So we we're actually day tripping it, which will be a challenge. Uh, and I think Len Zocker is going to day trip it too on Saturday. Uh, so it's going to be a challenge, a little bus ride, but you know, we rode four hours all right. So it's not a big deal. And went there and beat them. Uh, but we're, we're playing a really talented Plymouth state team. They're four zero. they're undefeated. Uh, they're always good on defense, sound on defense. Uh, they got a new quarterback this year. They can throw it a little bit. 
you remember last year, man, they, they like to line up and run the ball downhill until you can stop it. And that's our biggest challenge on defense is stopping the ball and then being ready for play action pass. And then offensively, they're going to be sound and we going to take what they give us. And, and uh, you know, we got to be able to operate against their, their defense. Number one key for you, though, coach, for this? Okay. Yeah. The number one key for us in this game is we got to start fast. Like the last two weeks, I don't know if we could have started any slower as a program, meaning we're down 21 or down 14 early in both those games. And then it's hard to function, you know, uh, as a football team because you're trying to be balanced in offense a little bit. And all of a sudden you can't be as balanced as you want to. And then defense, you're, you know, you're, you're scrambling to stop people. So we've got to come out strong against these guys in the first quarter and just, uh, you know, make it a football game. I know we can match up with these guys. Uh, we just got to play our game. Yeah. So, it, so it's putting, putting the cake in the oven and letting it bake all the way and setting the right temperature is going to be key for this one for these Wolves. Set the temp, start of the game, temperature equals tempo, and and better things can happen against Plymouth. I know they're I know they're unbeaten. I know they've got a new QB, but we also know what the Wolves are capable of if they can get out of the gate like they want to. Without a question. You know, us starting, if you looked at our wins at Albright and Westfield, we came out and we had big, big leads early in the first and second quarter. And we came out strong, you know, as far as not giving up big plays and came out and took control of the game early. So got to be the same thing this week. We've got to be able to manage their offense. And then we've got to be able to have some explosive plays and offense and be balanced. And, and they're a great special teams program too. You're going to be great on special teams. A reminder to everybody, you can catch every Westcon football game yeah, you know, the, the conference has streaming Westcon football on its website. Streaming when we are at home. Streaming, stream along with us and and follow these Westcon Wolves. Their support is greatly appreciated, and we, with our great sponsors, uh, certainly love to have your eyeballs on us and rooting this team on. For Coach Joe Loth. For Pooch Behind the Glass, Bart Pasterna saying, Come back again. We will bring you the Westcon Football Podcast right here. Have a good one, everybody. The Westcon Football Podcast is a production of WCSU Media, engineered by Peter Puccio and produced by Scott Volpe. Listen and subscribe on Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and anywhere you get your podcasts. Please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us find new listeners. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at WCSU Podcasts. And feel free to reach out to us by email at podcasts at wcsu.edu. Thanks for listening.